the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from the Book of Numbers. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea, to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses, and said, Why have you brought us out, out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, he lived. The Word of the Lord. God forbade graven images. And then he told the Israelites to make a graven image. Moses came down from Mount Sinai and found an image made to the Lord, to the specific God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but in the form of a cow, reminiscent of the animal-type images of the gods in Egypt, from where the Israelites had just emerged from slavery. It really wasn't that they set out to worship a different god. It was a festival to the Lord, after all, that they threw while Moses was on Sinai. It was that they crafted an image of a god they had never seen. And when we craft God, it always goes bad. Perhaps this is why God said, don't make any graven images. You'll screw it up. You'll never get it right. It will be a god made in your image. Instead of you created in my image, you will try to create me in your image. I am not a bull. I am not an eagle. I am not any of those things. In fact, you will be quite surprised when I do come, when you will see me. In a million years, you would never guess how I will reveal myself to you. I would imagine that that lesson from Sinai was on their minds, those Israelite wanderers. But they couldn't help themselves. Still, they grumbled. They were given freedom, but they were not ready for freedom. What it took. Neither are we. We have so much freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from death, freedom from the ultimate danger. But we often turn freedom into license. License to do what we want. Sinful people addicted to sin. Pretending like committing self-destructive sin is actually freedom, when it's just another prison. And so we act as addicts do. Since we are addicted to this sin, we call freedom. We do what addicts do. We blame, we complain, we self-loathe even. The Israelites complained about their freedom. It was never good enough. So God allowed suffering. No, he gave them suffering, but for their benefit. Snakes slithered into the camp, poisonous ones, and many of his people died. And here is where it gets so backwards. In order to save the repentant, 
God orders that a bronze serpent be crafted and put on a pole. The same God who forbade graven images orders one to be made. But this time he will choose the image, the image they will look to for salvation. And in a million years they or we would have never guessed that he would choose a snake to save them from snake bites. Never in a million years would we have chosen a dying God to save us from death. Never in a million years would we have chosen that gruesome cross, that pole on which Christ was hung, to be the place of glorious redemption. Never in a million years would we have chosen a carpenter's son to be the fullness of the deity. All we could come up with is a cow, an army, a light, but never a cross-dying working-class man. Never. God refuses to come in our image. He refuses to be sold like a piece of property. He is who he is. And we may not like it, preferring to create him in our image, but he is who he is. And we ought to be thankful for that. For our gods are weak. They could never handle justice. And our gods, on the other hand, are too vengeful. They don't have the capacity to forgive the unforgivable. Our gods are us, created in our image. How beautiful, then, is this God who refuses to be like us, but is the iconoclast, breaking all the images we have of what a God should look like and be like and act like, coming in love to the undeserved, coming for justice we never thought possible, coming so surprisingly weak. Also that we who were dead in sins might be set free by his payment on the cross for that sin. So that we who craft images of what we think God ought to be like might be brought into the surprising presence of the real God. That serpent shattered what the Israelites thought God ought to look like. That cross shatters our image of what we want God to be like. And thank goodness for that. For he is so much more than we could ever imagine. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us reject any false images of you that we make in our minds, but rather force us to look to Scripture, the place you chose to reveal yourself to us, to find you. There we see the cross, something we could have never imagined. There we see love unbounded. In the name of Jesus, amen.